Good evening and welcome once again to another episode of the Friday Night Parkdale Special. I'm your host Joyrider coming to you live from the Dollhouse in downtown Toronto with my feline co-hosts Chatty G, Silent J, and Floofmaster Toby. And this is G. That's G. This is episode 136. And before we get started, a quick announcement. The Retread crew is reuniting on New Year's Eve. We're going to be doing a Twitch stream from 8pm to 3am-ish Eastern. It promises to be a lot of fun, so if you are looking for tunes while you're getting ready to go out, or you want something on in the background at your house party, or you want to come hang with us, tune in. You can find all the details on my news page, which is thefnps.com forward slash upcoming dash gigs. Speaking of New Year's, it's around this time in December that people start getting reflective and sometimes even a bit navel-gazy about the year that was. That's the main reason why Old Lang Syne gets sung on New Year's. The song is an old Scottish ballad about two friends catching up over a drink, musing on the waxing and waning of their long friendship over the years. The title translates roughly to To Old Times. And so I thought that this week and next would be a good time to pay tribute to some of the musicians who've left this world in 2022. Because while I did do episodes on some of them in the moment, like Ronnie Spector, Henry Lavelle, Klaus Schulz, Dave Smith, and Coolio, there are so many more I couldn't get to. Even two episodes won't really cover them all, but there's only so much time. First up, on January 4th was Jesse Lee Daniels, and he was a member of the R&B group Force MDs, which formed in 1981 on Staten Island. Their music was part of the Quiet Storm movement, which may have to be a future episode, and was also peripherally associated with New Jack Swing. No Cause of Death was released for Daniels, but he has been reported as being 57 or 58 and his passing having been of natural causes. This is Force MD's number one hit, Tender Love. Tender love, love and 
On January 6th, Calvin Simon, one of the singers in Parliament, passed away. Here, too, no cause of death was mentioned, but he was aged 79 at the time of his death. And so, from Parliament, this is Flashlight.
That's been sampled in so many songs, I could probably do a, well, not an episode, but part of an episode on it. On January 11th, Rosalie Hawkins died at age 76 due to internal bleeding during surgery. She was the youngest member of the Dixie Cups, who were probably best known for their song Chapel of Love and their version of Ico Ico, which is what I'd like to play for you now. This is the Dixie Cups, Ico Ico. So I did some looking a while ago into what that song is actually about, mostly because I wanted to know what the lyrics were. And if memory serves, it is a traditional Mardi Gras song. So uh, there you have it. On January 12th, Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes died at age 78 of cancer. We actually did an episode on her. I believe that was episode 92, if you would like to learn more about her. Then on January 13th, Fred Paris of the Five Satins passed away. He died at age 85 after a brief illness, and the Five Satins were best known for their song In the Still of the Night, which Paris wrote when he was 19. But I did play that on the doo-wop episode, and I feel like I would like to do something different. So this is the Five Satins from the year after In the Still of the Night. The song is called To the Isle. First Oh! 
conversation Like, darling, please put me on trial She says, yes, and your heart starts beating While each step, each step draws you closer, closer to the eye play uh, Six Degrees of Separation musical hopscotch now. Ronnie Spector was a big fan of doo-wop, like the Five Satins. Doo-wop is pretty closely related to Motown, and Motown comes out of Detroit, as did this next band. And they actually even did some Motown covers. The 15th of January, Rachel Nagy of the Detroit Cobras passed away. No cause has been released at this time. She was 48 at the time of her death. This is their song from 2007, You'll Never Change.
Next up, we have one by The Ventures, who were founded by Don Wilson and Bob Vogel. On January 22nd, Don Wilson died at home, surrounded by his children, aged 88, of natural causes. The Ventures were best known for instrumental surf rock and songs like Wipeout and Secret Agent Man. And this next one from their debut album, the title track from the album, this is The Ventures, Walk, Don't Run. never really thought about it before, but it's clear listening to that how much of an influence the Ventures were on shadowy men on a shadowy planet. Moving into February, 
This next one is actually from a band who was on a label whose founder passed away on February 1st. Johnny Z, or John Zazula, was the founder of Megaforce Records, which was the first label to give bands like Metallica and Anthrax a shot. He passed away at 69 of chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy, which basically means that the neurons in his brain stopped having the coding on them that would allow them to absorb the kind of neurotransmitters that basically keep the brain functioning. From 1990's Persistence of Time, this is Anthrax, Belly of the Beast. Without a heart, you tear the innocent souls apart. You shove your conscience into the grave. You walk this earth without a heart. No, you could be taken off. A tattoo burned into your flesh. No fight, no voice. These are your instruments of death. How did you dare to be so bold? You Apologetic life for all the monsters 
On February 9th, Ian McDonald died aged 75 of colon cancer, and he is one of those musicians who was involved in a number of different bands, and so I could theoretically pick from a number of different bands, but I think I'm going to go with one from his first really successful band. Ian McDonald was one of the founding members of King Crimson and a foreigner. He was the primary lyricist for King Crimson, and if you're not familiar with them, King Crimson is a prog rock band, so most of their tracks tend to be, you know, 15 minutes long. However, I did manage to find one from their first album that is of a more reasonable length. So from their first album in the Court of the Crimson King, this is King Crimson's 21st Century Schizoid Man.
One thing about doing an episode like this is that the styles are going to go all over the place. Up next, we have one from Betty Davis, and it's not the Betty Davis you might be thinking of. No, it's not the American actress whose eyes were immortalized in the Kim Carnes song. It was a different Betty Davis. Betty with a Y, not an E. This Betty Davis, Betty with a Y, was born in 1945, and she passed away February 9th of this year at age 77 of breast cancer. She started out as a model and ended up recording a single in 1964, I think it was. Her first album was released in 1967, but it didn't really go anywhere and she ended up getting involved with Miles Davis. That relationship ended up being tumultuous. They divorced, she ended up going to the UK, met Robert Palmer and worked with Santana. And that helped her to get a record deal with Island Records. Her material was pretty explicit and she ended up being banned on uh, some radio stations, but her stuff was good. From her second album, this is Betty Davis, They Say I'm Different. Hey. Okay. 
On February 19th, Gary Brooker, who was the lead singer and founding member of Procol Harum, also passed away of cancer. He was 76, and I had always wondered, and I finally looked it up, why they named themselves Procol Harum. According to Wikipedia, the group named themselves after a male blue Burmese cat. Stevens, one of the members, suggested the group name themselves after the cat, and the group immediately accepted this. However, the cat's pedigree name was in fact Procol Harun, the Procol being the breeder's prefix, but the name was taken down over the telephone, causing a misspelling. Although people informed the band that the name is Latin for beyond these things, this is incorrect, as the correct term would be Procol His. So there you have it, named for a cat. What can you say? The 60s were far out, man. Procol Harum are best known for their song, A Whiter Shade of Pale, and that's what we're going to listen to next. This is Procol Harum.
February 22nd, Mark Lanigan, who was the vocalist for Screaming Trees and also a member later of Queens of the Stone Age, passed away. No cause has been given, but he was 57 at the time. He apparently had had COVID-19 and not only did it render him deaf, it also left him unable to walk and frequently in a coma. He got into writing as a result of this experience and released a book last year about it. Screaming Trees never really got the kind of success that contemporaries like Nirvana and Pearl Jam did, but this next song was featured on the singles soundtrack in 1992, and It was what brought them to the attention of the wider world outside of Seattle. From Screaming Trees, this is Nearly Lost You.
March 25th, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, died at age 50 in Bogota, Colombia. No cause of death has been given, although he apparently had a number of different substances in his system at the time of his death and was complaining of chest pains shortly before his passing. From Foo Fighters, this is Learn to Fly. Hook me up with 
March 31st, Fred Johnson of the Marcells passed away. He passed at age 80 after a short ailment, and he was the bass voice in the Marcells. They were best known for this song. This is Blue Moon. Well, I won't be playing anything by this next person. His impact on the music industry is such that I would be remiss if I didn't make mention of him. Art Roop was the founder and owner until 1991 of Specialty Records, which was responsible for bringing R&B to the white mainstream. He passed on April 15th at age 104. No cause of death is listed, but at that age, I think natural causes, old age, probably a safe bet. I'd like to read you a short quote that will give you a bit of a sense of the kind of man that Art Roop was. He memorably sent a set of instructions to employees that read, Above all, technique does not mean anything if the song is not sung and the music is not played with feeling. On April 18th, three days after Art Roop's passing, Roderick Pooh Clark passed away of complications of pneumonia that were in part related to an accident that he got into in 1993 that left him paralyzed from the neck down. I imagine that that kind of an injury leaves one prone to any number of 
infections that others wouldn't necessarily be as prone to. He was one of the founding members of an R&B group called High Five, which was also a precursor to the New Jack swing scene. And one of their biggest hits was this next song from High Five. This is I Like The Way.
just thinking about the math, he was 49 when he died, so that means that Pooh would have been 16 when that song was released. Sheesh. This next one leaves me a little heart sore because I grew up listening to her. My family is pretty into country music and the Judds were very much a part of that pantheon of big country music stars. In 1980, Naomi Judd and her daughter Winona formed the Judds and they would perform together. Mother and daughter duo continued that way until 1991 when Naomi was diagnosed with hepatitis and couldn't safely perform anymore. Naomi Judd died on April 30th, aged 76. She completed suicide. Apparently she had struggled with mental health issues for much of her life and some of the medications that she was taking to deal with that were actually exacerbating some of her issues so unfortunate, especially given that she died the day before she was supposed to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. From 1991, this is The Judds, Why Not Me?
While our next artist is very different sonically, the issues are pretty similar. Trevor Strnod, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, was 41 and he is one of the members of the Black Dahlia Murder and he talked about using loud and aggressive music as a means to give expression and vent to the negative energy. And the last two years of the pandemic had been especially hard on him. He had talked about struggling with mental illness, especially on tour over the years. And in the past two, he had started exploring psychedelics and ketamine therapy in the hope that it would help him break free of self-defeating patterns. But it didn't seem to get him as far as he hoped or needed. And unfortunately, on May 11th, he too completed suicide. From the Black Dahlia murder, this is their song, That Which Erodes the Most Tender of Things. Oh, <laughs> 
On May 26th, Andy Fletcher of Depeche Mode died at home of an aortic dissection at the age of 60. This is something that is apparently more common among people with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome or high blood pressure. I've chosen this track because on the single there's a picture of him pretty prominently with a nude woman which has stuck in my head ever since because he looks kind of smug in the photograph and yet he always came across as being the most straight-laced member of the band from Depeche Mode this is Policy of Truth
We also have another Alan during the month of May. On May 26th, Alan White, the second drummer for the band, yes, passed away after a short illness. He joined the band in 1972 after their first drummer left, and he stayed with them right till his death. He was actually supposed to tour with them uh, this year for the 50th anniversary of their album Close to the Edge. From 1977's Going for the One, this is Yes, Turn of the Century.
that was kind of a nice break. On May 29th of this year, Ronnie the Hawk Hawkins died at age 87 from unspecified causes. He had had pancreatic cancer for a while, but it had gone into remission and had not come back. Although he was originally from Arkansas, he spent most of his life in Canada, particularly Ontario, so much so that I honestly didn't know until I was prepping for this show that he wasn't Canadian. (laughs) He was known as a mentor to Toronto group The Band, which featured Robbie Robertson, and his covers of various songs by people such as Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, and his cousin Dale Hawkins. And he was a major factor in Toronto's music scene being as vibrant as it was on Young Street back in the 80s. The song we're going to listen to from Ronnie Hawkins is actually a cover of a Bo Diddley song. This is Ronnie Hawkins' Who do you love? I walk 47 miles of barbed wire, use a cobra snake for a necktie. Got a brand new house on the roadside, made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top, made from a human skull. Now come on, baby, let's take a little walk and tell me who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Arlene took me by the hand and said, ooh, daddy, I understand. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Somebody scream, you should have heard just what I seen. Now who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I got a tombstone hand in a graveyard mind. I live long enough and I ain't scared of dying. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Finally, on May 
31st, Dave Smith, the brilliant mind behind the Prophet Synthesizer and one of the fathers of MIDI, passed away at age 72. If you would like to learn more about him, I did three parts on his life and work. Episodes 115 through 117 will have all the information that you might want. And now we move into June. Our next track is from someone who was substantially younger when he passed away. Marie Mariel Simonte Orr, better known by his stage name Trouble, was born in 1987 in Atlanta, Georgia, and he started his career in hip hop in 2011. He had a number of singles and some mixtapes, a couple of studio albums, ended up working with artists like Yo Gotti, Waka Flocka Flame, and Lupe Fiasco, had a track as well with Drake. He died on June 5th of this year. He was visiting a friend, and the friend's ex burst in and shot them. It was a domestic violence situation, and he just happened to be there at the wrong time. From Trouble, Mike Will made it, and Drake, this is Bring It Back. Motherfucking bench. Damn, on a young nigga dance. 
something really catchy about that bass line. We're into the last three tracks of the night, and that'll bring us to the end of June of this year. Also on June 5th, Alec John Such, the bassist and one of the founding members of Bon Jovi, died at age 70 of natural causes. 
he was at home with a friend and in the middle of the night he went to use the bathroom and he called out to the friend to get some help getting back to bed and the friend got him back into bed and went back to his own room later when the friend came in to check on Alec he was dead he was 70 years old which seems improbable to me in my head all the members of Bon Jovi are frozen somewhere around 35 from 1986's Slippery When Wet, this is Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive.
second last track for the night. On June 6th, Jim Seals, one half of Seals and Croft, passed away at his home, surrounded by family, aged 79, after a chronic illness. While they were best known for Summer Breeze, I've already played that one this year, so instead I chose this one. From Seals and Crofts, this is We May Never Pass This Way Again. All they say is but a game and they let it slip away Love like the autumn sun Should be dying but it's only just begun Like the twilight in the road up ahead They don't see just where we're going all the secrets in the universe Whisper in our ears All the years will come and go Take us up, always up We may never pass this way again We may never pass this way again We may never pass this way
Is it just me or is there something very James Taylor about that song? It makes me wonder, is there anything about James Taylor that could fit under the umbrella of Yacht Rock? Huh. Our last song for the night is by an artist who we did actually talk about the passing of earlier in the year as part of our look at Dream Pop. Her name, of course, is Julie Cruz, and she passed away on June 9th. It was a chosen passing after a decline in her health as a result of systemic lupus, which she had been living with for quite some time. She worked a great deal with David Lynch and Angelo Badalamenti, who we will hear from in the next episode. One of the pieces that she did with them was for the Twin Peaks movie, which came out in 1992, called Firewalk With Me. And that's going to be our last song for the night. This is Julie Cruz, Questions in a World of Blue. Oh mm-hmm.
And that's our show for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you share some of your week with me. Don't forget, on New Year's Eve, I'll be reuniting with the Retread crew on Twitch for a stream that is going to go from 8 p.m. to about 3 a.m. Eastern. Sudeep K is going to warm things up for us, and then it'll be myself, The Wasteland, and DJ Dark bringing you tunes till the break of dawn. And you'll be able to find us at twitch.tv forward slash darkfusion, D-A-R-Q, fusion, all one word. More details about that can be found on the news page of my website, which is the fnps.com forward slash upcoming dash gigs, along with the social media links that you might need to find for those things. That's the fnps.com at the top right, including my coffee link and the show's Patreon link. Patrons get access to my scratch pad, as well as access to the show's calendar, early notice of bonus shows, and some fun merch. And whether short-term or long-term support, your coins help me pay for hosting, streaming, and new tunes to keep the show both on the air and fresh. There's a suggestion box on the website, so if you have show ideas, drop them in there. I look forward to hearing them. As always, be well and stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one.